0: Okay. <laughs> Everything that makes country racing great. This is bushbeat. On Radio Full 10.
1: Recognition pushed along the outside. Then Golden Gorge, Lervazir. A big gap back to two Legion. Hello, we've lost one. That's Tennessee Boy. It's following them around for practice as they straighten up in the new market. And the leader is Yes Dream. Yes, Dream goes to the lead. Coming out after it. Here is the Love on Sunday. Smart Image is there. Dr. Zeus is getting it around the inside. Right down the center of the track is full recognition, the big fella. Full recognition moves up to smart image. He's exceptional. Then Taylor, by Go Get a Boy. Flying home is Lervazir, but it's a one-actor fair and full recognition. Full recognition first, here, There's a run, run second. Go get a boy as third. They were followed by Smart. Yeah, it, it was a
2: massive weekend, wasn't gold. it? Cairns. Even Rick McIntosh called a few races there from Victoria, and he had to be on his medal because those Tom Headley colours were everywhere in a lot of races there. Those orange colours. Uh, Tony Clements going to look at that meeting and a heap of other meetings with Rob Luck. Good morning, Tony. Good morning,
0: Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab. And you're right, Steve, those famous orange and yellow H colours of the uh, Headley operation were everywhere at Cairns Newmarket Day there on Saturday. And great to hear Peter Rowe calling, I think, his fourth Newmarket or something like that. Rob might have seen the post and remind me of what the uh, the numbers were. But great to hear Peter calling full recognition home there for Nathan Day and Steve Massingham. And it was a big day for Grubby Day. He had three winners on the program, but not just the three winners. He ran second five times times on the 10 race card. Still wasn't able to pick up the uh, the riding orders for the day though because Lacey Morrison rode no less than five winners on the program there at Newmarket Day on Saturday and the uh, the Carnival continues with Cup Day this coming weekend. On the show today we're going to look back at what happened at Aramac with the uh, John Dolger Memorial Cup going to Centaur and the Dingo Cup going to Not Another, both for trainer Christy Clark Peoples. The Ben Bolt Cup at Bowen was taken out by Higher Love. The Gimpy Muster Cup went to Capiche you know ben walden trained half the card at roma and dan ballard and jason Hupert rode the card between them at mount
3: isa we've got a lot to get through this morning and helping us out with a lot and a whole lot more is rob luck g'day rob yeah good morning tony good morning steve and uh listeners um Bundaberg this morning tony as we me- meander our way back to uh the gold coast so still in holiday mode but just a a quick shout-out here to one of our, tomorrow, borrow Jared Daffy's line, one of our loyal listeners, Grant. He's out amongst the Macadamia Trees working hard, but I'm pretty sure he's got that radio tuned to Bush Beat, and I'm sure he'll be back in shortly to tell me a winner in Perth. He's usually got a winner or two to let me know every time we're here. So good morning to you, Grant. Uh, great to have you on board the, again this morning, but now you can get back to work. You've had your shout-out.
0: <laughs> we uh, often hear from people that they uh, either either listening live, they have their uh, smoke at 10.30 every Tuesday morning or they love listening in on the podcast and by the time we get towards the end of the show, I forget to mention where the podcast is <laughs> available. So let me do it at the front this week instead. Uh, Radio Tab Oz is the Twitter handle where you'll find the link from the Radio Tab Twitter account. We also post the link to the uh, Megaphone podcast up on the Country Punter's Facebook page or you can simply do a Google search for Bushby podcast and uh, somehow through the magic of the interwebs it will actually take you through to the Steve Hewlett morning show racing HQ page and there's actually a little folder there of Bushby programs. so there's multiple ways you can track it down Uh, I'm not sure exactly how you do it but you can subscribe
3: to the podcast as well through megaphone and make sure that you get your dose of country racing each and every week Yeah, and if you're like me, you wait till you put the link up and then I can click on it and share it. So (laughs) whatever way suits, it will work. And you're mentioning that Cairns meeting, uh, Tony, and I know this is so early in the season, the new season, we're only into August, but uh, Lacey Morrison with those five wins, she's jumped into a share of third placing. But the great thing about the premiership table as it's standing there's only a couple of names from the previous season in the top ten, and they include Dan Ballard and Brooke Johnson. They're sitting second with six, because young Nikki Olzard's got out to a lead with seven. Uh, Matty Gray's there in four. But you've got names there now like Shania Willis, Shannon Apthorpe. We're going to hear these names during the show, of course, this morning, as well as Nikki Olzard. Warwick Satherley, who... Tony McMahon has uh, been speaking so highly about and Ash Butler and Brendan Newport. Uh, it chops and changes as the year progresses, but uh, great to see this new bunch of names coming through and the competition will hot up. And, of course, in the uh, trainers just very quickly, uh, John Manselman, Harry holding a narrow lead over uh, Billy Johnson and David Rewald, Tanya Parry and Sean Royce. And we're going to hear some of those names this morning. Um, but out at Aramac on the weekend where they had their once-a-year meeting with a progressive young committee who have taken control out there and making changes uh, and improvements to the club, we saw a trainer uh, achieve a, a great feat in having two cup winners for the day Uh, But they were on different tracks. But also Aramac, of course, highlighted a couple of memorial race. And one of the winners for Christy Clark People Stables came in the John Dollinger Memorial Cup Open Handicap over the 1400 when Centaur picked up the win.
1: 100 metres from the judge and the pressure's on on the inside the squire music award as smooth move immediately comes off the pit. Centaur's next, five links back to Burden and not going back any further on the point of the corner 300 metres from the judge and on the inside the squire joined by Centaur, music award still there and so too is smooth move and running on his Burden four across the track, the squire Centaur, music award Burden runs on, Centaur hits the front, Centaur off for the prize, the Aramac Cup's going to Rockhampton, Centaur beats Burden who flashed late in front of Music and Reward and also Smooth Moon, that's a photo for third
0: yes the john dolger memorial cup there at Aramac on the weekend going to rockhampton to the christie clark people's stable and we'll tell you about the other feature cup win soon but centaur for maddie gray defeating burden and music award as andrew watts joins us again this week on bush people look back at a big day there at Aramac on the weekend
1: g'day Wattsy. hey g'day tony g'day rob good morning listeners and uh, it was a very impressive win for centaur in the Aramac Cup, who now heads to the River Circuit. And I'll tell you what, he'll make his presence felt in the Birdsville Cup in a couple of weeks' time. He was impressive beating Burden, who made up any amount of ground to get into second. Music award his ever-consistent race in third. But uh, talking to David Peoples uh, just before the race, it was his first time back in Aramac for some 21 years, and uh, he left with a smile on his face and the Aramac Cup. Uh, in the ownership, um Sons, Louie and Ollie, uh, as well as Christy Clark in there and Janet Clark. So it was a real family affair, uh, Centaur getting the cash in the uh, Aramac Cup. And Rob, uh, it was our Morage Cup winner too for 2023. And he's slowly getting up there in the ratings. But when we look at the Birdsville Cup and some of the horses that might be nominated, going to get in with a pretty favourable sort of weight.
3: Yeah, and uh, the Peoples family, of course, have a long association with that Birdsville uh, meeting, of course, through Nev Peoples going well back and uh, they know how to get their horses uh, ready for there and with young... uh Ollie helping Dad out and Mum out, uh, getting them there. I'm sure Centaur will acquit itself well, but did you find out at all, what's he whether this cluster seven-year-old, yes, last year's Longreach Cup winner, is he, is he headed back the Longreach way after the Birdsville trip? Because we know it can take a bit out of some of these horses, so is he likely to turn up at Longreach?
1: Definitely the plan. Uh, Country Cup's challenge path definitely mm-hmm. in the sights, but I think it's... Um you know, December's such a long time away and, and having Birdsville as your main aim and then uh, long reach after that, I think it's just a, a week-to-week or run-to-run proposition. See how it comes out of, firstly, Aramac uh, and then, of course, how it handles the River Circuit. But, yes, it definitely is uh, in the plans. I, I thought Burden was a really good run. I'll be interesting, interested to see if it lines up down in Birdsville. Um, Clinton Austin doesn't generally take horses down that way, but I think this horse is ticking over really nicely and, and Burden's a horse, Rob, that I know you've had a lot of time for over um a long period of time and um it's it's really prepping nicely towards a long reach cup and, and perhaps a Birds will cup if that's the way they want to go.
3: Yeah, I saw him trial at uh, Tambo meeting and he trialed uh, nice and impressively and I think it was following that, the Mutterborough run. So, yeah, maybe it is uh, Burns' year because I'm pretty sure he's a place getter in a Long Reach Cup from uh, previous years and uh, I think he'd be a good uh, a good <clears throat> contender in that, but... Great to see. Um, great to see Maddie Gray uh, back out there riding well. And by the way, before I forget, uh, great to also see on social media Jeff Felix is getting back in the saddle after a bit, mm. a bit of an absence due to injury. But Maddie Gray and Amabel—they featured on the day at uh, Aramac. Uh, t- the doubles for uh, both of them, and uh, good day all round for that pair.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll start with Maddie and wrap up his double. Of course, he, he won the Cup on Centaur. But shut it down. Uh, an interesting runner, uh, which is relatively new to the Mark Oates stable, formerly with Nick Walsh, ticked um, off his first victory in a Class B over the 1,400 metres. Um, it finished with a powerful burst. Uh, it it sort of was probably three or four lengths off them turning for home with with about 250 to go and once Grey urged this Galloper along um, he got over the top to beat Zoross. They came away um, and Hot Chocolate was in third but I'll tell you what um, this horse, he's a beautiful looking specimen, shut it down, a really big strong horse and uh, when he figures out the caper of bush racing or racing in general I think he'll um, certainly go through his grades out here um, shut it down. You did mention Emma Bell and I think Emma will be the first one to, to say she's had a relatively light on uh 2023 but she's starting to get winners now um after a couple of trips or had a trip to Ireland and, and a couple of other places around the place but uh, Freddie Eddy the first of her winners in the benchmark 60,000 meters there on Saturday now this horse is another one that's really turned the corner they've they've tried a few different things with him through his racing career pushing him forward but they have found letting him find his feet and um sort of race under his own steams, working better, and he's gone back-to-back, Eddie. Uh, he won at Longridge uh, last week and he's come out and uh, won impressively again on Saturday for David Rewald, uh, Al Jaroba. Racing really well this this horse to Charlie Prow and John Rudd finished second and by Turbo, uh, was in third, beaten a length and a half. And uh, I am Jimmy, uh, sorry. We'll go to Enterprise Grand, uh, the other one for Clint Austin, uh, on the day. Of course, he had Burden second in the Cup, but Enterprise Grand, a horse that earlier this year was racing in Battle of the Bush qualifiers, was so well placed in a Class Six plate in the Jeff Dollinger Memorial over 1200, uh, came with a well timed run to just beat Lieutenant on the line. Uh, Clint Austin, Emma Bell. Um, combining with Enterprise Grand. Defeating Lieutenant for Tony Schofield and Matty Gray and Scusi Flyer, a much improved run for Boy Foster and Brooke Richardson racing on pace, uh, running third. And uh, the other winner on the day was I Am Jimmy. Uh, This horse formerly trained by Rodney Little, and uh, our best wishes go out to Rodney, who uh, had a bit of an injury uh, around Mm. the stables, and um, these horses have been farmed out, to um, a lot of them to boys. So uh, I Am Jimmy, one of those. Uh, A good run by I Am Jimmy, uh, raced on pace, um, now trained by boy foster Tim Brummel combined there to get the win over Dispute. Uh, who was flashing late for Christy Clark-Peebles and Maddie Gray. Uh, you'll find it popping up in a maiden in Birdsville in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm Free, uh, ever-consistent run for I'm Free, running third, beaten half-length for David Rewald and Brooke Richardson. Buckley's a better run, too, in that race, running fourth. Uh, but Aramac over the weekend, it wasn't really favourable conditions to be trackside. Uh, it was pretty windy sort of a day, but um, it didn't uh, deter the crowds, 150, 200 there. Uh, and Rob, that's a, a pretty stock standard Aramac uh, annual meeting.
3: Yeah, it's it's a good track for all horses there too. Watsy and uh, it, uh, yeah, the win wouldn't be the nicest to uh, be to be calling in, but but they have a younger committee on board, um, and uh, they seem to be progressing well, and and they're continuing that good tradition of. Of the country racing clubs, of course, uh, with the two main memorial races there, both uh, Jeff and John Dollinger. Memorial, by the way, did you drop the glasses in honour of uh, John Dollinger, who used to call without glasses, of course, What's he, or is that coming later in the year?
1: <laughs> well, I got a cheeky message from Josh Fleming uh, in I fishing, when know. I call it without binoculars anyway, so I went to the car and got my glasses and and the horses still looked like ants down the back straight and I said, like, I can't do this, <laughs> I can't do it. It's uh, not, e- not easy, is it? <laughs> no, not at all, no. So I didn't get it done, but um, it, was, it was good to be able to talk about John Dollinger um, having a little bit to do with him. Uh, in, the, in his latter years, um, he was always a well regarded tipster on 4LG on a Saturday morning and um, never actually had the pleasure of seeing John Cole but um, of course, yeah, known far and wide as the, the caller that didn't use binoculars. And he loved his racing. I, I know when he was on 4LG, he'd scan through the owners of what, who was in what horse, and uh, he really loved his local form. And um, it's great to see him uh, on it over there at Aramac um, each and every year. Watson,
0: you'll be able to return the favour to Josh and uh, send him a similar message when he calls out yes. at Birdsville at the beginning of September. <laughs> Where are you off to next?
1: Um, uh, Batuta uh, this weekend. And uh, looking forward to my first time down there at Batuta and then a week off for Birdsville and then uh, back to Baduri. So uh, very, very busy time of the year. And, of course, uh, we're starting to talk Longreach Cup uh, with only a month to go. mm
3: and try not to play play with the pedals or the uh, the controls when you're going down with Dave Mackenzie in the in the Cessna, mate. All the way down to Batuta, it's a very enjoyable flight. You'll find. Yeah, Dave look,
1: I'm, I'm I'm horrified of heights. Um, you won't be, mate. You won't be. You
3: won't be. He makes flying enjoyable, and you co-pilot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be able to report. Just don't on that touch next anything. <laughs> <laughs> and make Lord sure ask back.
3: him if the handbrakes turned off.
1: <laughs> we'll you have you back next week if you now, survive, Rob. Mr. Watts. <laughs> yes. But, no, uh, looking forward to the start of the river circuit this week. Um, yeah. Uh, all reports are Birdsville nominations are going to be quite big. Um, representation coming from Toowoomba, Rockhampton, um, of course, Adelaide Phillips Stokes um, reportedly taking some horses there as well as a strong Darwin contingent. So we're really looking forward to uh, tomorrow uh, when nominations come out.
0: Good on you. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, lads. Good morning, listeners. Now, there's a connection, Rob, between those, mm. uh, uh, as we said, with Christy Clark Peoples, between those uh, two meetings at Aramac and Dingo because uh, Christy sent three out to Aramac. And when I say sent, it's only a you know quiet 650K or seven-hour trip from the Rockhampton base to get out to Aramac. It's you know just down the road, 150K to get to Dingo to send a couple down there. Scott Power joins us on Bushbeat this week to look back at Dingo Cup Day where not another was able to take out the cup for Christy. G'day, Scotty.
2: Hi, good morning, Ty. Good morning, Robbie.
3: Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you, Scotty. And it was a significant achievement because it also came in the last race of the day, this uh, Dingo Cup, uh, the ST and Sons Dingo Cup, with uh, not another, came off some good uh, rocky form. Uh, as in the last race at Aramac, she got the Cup winner. Well, she did it again with uh, not another and probably an, not an unexpected win, Scotty.
2: No, heavily supported, not another too, Robbie, it was. Um, uh, Louie and Ollie Peoples, um, of course, Christy, uh, Christy's two boys, uh, they looked after not another. And also the third galloper, uh, Persevere, out of dingo on Saturday. And, and I know the boys Tickled Pink, they had a syndicate of owners and some of the boys were there on track and uh, Chris McIver gave it a, a nice ride and she travelled in behind the speed, not another. And, and on the dirt track, it's sort of hard to see whether you can judge the form there, but um traveled sweetly on the on the dirt track and didn't care about the kickback and uh Macaulver was able to peel it off the rail when they straightened up and and come after the usually leader lily Alley, who tried hard uh warwick Latterley and raymond williams and persevere got home from the back uh that was its first start for the stable uh, former new south wales galloper persevere uh ridden by nicky alzard and trained by christy Clark. peoples of course christy trained the winner not another as well ridden by books macauver but that wrapped up a big day uh, of racing there at Bingo. And, um, of course, uh, as we've seen the crowds, um, I haven't seen a crowd there since I've been calling there. I've been doing that for over 30 years. And um, to have 1,200 campers pay for a site will tell you exactly about the, the figures of the numbers that were there on track on Saturday. But it was a great day's racing, and it kicked off. The first event was the AJ and the Oliver Morial Cutest Maiden Plate. Curie uh, Akin uh, for... Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell. They've got a good combination happening. Of course, Mackenzie has been riding for that well, but I uh, rode for that long. But um, bred by the Stewart Park Racing um, family, uh, the Coin family, and Mackenzie gave this a perfect ride. Uh, began well, didn't panic, and was able to hold them out. And Zos and Paris came from the back to run second. Nikki Olzard for Johnny Manzeman, and she's ready for Warwick Sutherland and. Nick Walsh, the odds on favourite, winding up the third spot. But no, Mackenzie, she's on the up. Um, She's a very, very improving apprentice. Uh, Apprentice to Ricky Valand. Uh, She's got a good association with the Bell Stable.
3: Yes, Scotty, we've heard the names uh, in recent weeks, particularly two names, uh, Warwick Sutherly and also Nicky Olzard, uh, particularly with those Gladstone reports from Tony McMahon, etc. But they featured heavily at Dingo on the weekend and continued to kick home winners.
2: Yes, in Warwick Road, Mystery Emperor for Graham Green in the second event, the Insane Performance Benchmark uh, 45 Handicap. And Mystery Emperor, again, it drew the inside gate, and um, there was a bit of speed on from outwater on the track. And, and Mystery Emperor sat in behind that speed and suddenly ga- came in between uh, Zaniah and Glen of Miler when they straightened up and, and was able to hold them off uh, one by a half length. Zaniah second, Nikki Olzard for Caitlin Johnson, who made the trek up from Jen uh, Dowie. And Glen Isler Miler for Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell uh, winding up in third spot. But no, nice win to Mystery Emperor, uh, trained by Graham Green. It had um, not too bad a form at the TAB meetings, and Graham just wanted to bring it out to the country area. He just said he's an immature he's a galloper uh, to get it out there on those sort of tracks and just to get a bit of confidence uh, with a not- nice little win. The third event was a jell Mining Up and Handicap. That was over 900 metres, and this was the first leg of a riding double for Nicky Alzard. She teamed up again with the Caitlin Johnson stable from Jen Dowie, and she's a singer, uh, heavily supported, was simply too good for them, began well, held them out, and was uh, too speedy for them over the 900. Uh, Talk uh, sensation for Johnny Manzeman and Nat Summers. Tried hard to finish in second spot. Splasher came from the back, Warwick Satterley, and Johnny Manzeman to wind up in third. But, no, it was great to see um, uh, Tommy Johnson representing the Caitlin Johnson stable. I haven't seen Tommy for quite a while, of course, a former uh, Central West jockey was Tommy and he also mm-hmm. trained out there when he was in Blackhall but uh, they're now uh, based down in the, um, the southeast and the Downs area at Jan Dowie, and, and she's a sing- singer. Tommy's uh, making a trek to some of the tracks he never been to. He has let me know uh, Robbie and I was just trying to twist his arm to get him up to Twin Hills in later September but not sure if that will happen. <laughs> Always, it's always event, good course, to hear
3: the names that you're mentioning there, like Tommy Johnson out of the Central West. That's that's the beauty of country racing, isn't it? Getting those stories, uh, the background of people.
2: Yeah, and I knew, you know, I I knew Tommy when he was riding for like all those years back, and you know, touch base. Um, you know, not not very often, but when you do get to the races, it's great to catch up with them sort of people, and and you do it at the country areas, Robbie, as you know. Mm. Now, Roger Express won race number four, the White House Group Class B handicap. Uh, that was a second leg of the double for Nikki Olzard. And, and Molly Green uh, trains Roger Express. She's only had the horse for four starts. A very, very cheap boy. Uh, two wins uh, out of its four starts, a second and a third at the other two runs. And there was a very, very tough, tenacious win because it was clearly headed for Sandin Ocean when they straightened up, but was able to kick back and beat Sandin Ocean for that, Summers and Johnny Manzeman. And at Pergamon, um, in third spot, Mackenzie Appel and Glenn DeBell. But no full credit to the winner. Uh, Roger Express, there's more wins in store there, and, and they're going to have a lot of fun with this Swiss ace-girlling and uh, was formerly trained at the Sunny Coast, but uh, now racing in central Queensland, trained by Mully Green, and it was great to see Mully and her father train winners on the same day out there at Dingo, and it was a terrific day out there, mate. They had the uh, Dingo Trap throwing competition, um, the fashions of the field judging. Uh, there was over $12,000 in prizes there, and, and the classic lady was one boy, Leanne Creeden, And uh, the George Hall Memorial Couple was won by Pete Hills and Kate Kirk. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of um, entries there and was well-supported. Great sponsorship. The dingo trap throwing, um, I didn't have a crack at it this year, mate, but the men's threw uh, 37.2 metres. Matt Clark won the men's. And tenure, uh, again, won the women's. And tenure threw 26.2. But overall, a tremendous day racing. Um, They partied in the evening uh, the committee need to be congratulated. The new committee are now um, on board there. Um, Ashlyn Hall uh doing a great job, young Ashlyn, and also Leanne Olive and uh, Glenn Keller. Um, of course, they've got a good band of workers. They only race once a year. Uh, but to see that crowd there, there was they capped the tickets at 3,200, um, and they were all sold out, plus all the camping. And, um, yeah, it's an absolute credit to the club. They race once a year. But uh, really, it's a real eye opener to see the crowd there and those numbers.
0: Uh, fantastic to hear that yeah. they're coming back in their numbers like that. And we wish a, a similar sort of uh, crowd to, to come along for a meeting that I know is very, uh, well, close to your heart and close to home, Scotty. Don't have to ask you where you're going this weekend because it's Bluff Cup Day Saturday.
2: Certainly is, Tone. And, um, of course, um, it's just a bit unlucky we do race a week after Dingo because we don't get nowhere near the crowd, as you can imagine. But um, hopefully there, there'll be a few out there in numbers. Um, it's, it's the past members' memorial race day, um the club are going to call it um and it's um, unfortunate that we've lost some of our members over the last few years and of course in years before that so um yeah one of the features will be the, the past members memorial and i think that's going to be on the bluff cup and uh we're just waiting for the noms to come in but good prize money on offer um the tracks um you know getting the maintenance work done this week in preparation the small band of workers are out there uh, preparing for the meeting and um I'm just heading back to do a couple of days' work back in uh, my other home base for the, for the few months and, and I'll trek back home Thursday night and uh, be there for the weekend. And Hopefully, um, it's going to be a great chance to catch up with some people uh, I haven't caught up with in a while. And, and, of course, to just to uh, mark back and, and um, remember those uh, past members that we have lost um, and, you know, particularly over the last few years with uh, a lot of well-known uh, community members uh, who we'll are involved heavily with the race my
0: yeah, it's something that racing does very, very well, as we've highlighted many, many times on Bushbeat. Good on you, Scott. We'll uh, catch up next week after Bluff on the weekend. All the best to the club
2: there. Hi. good morning. Good morning, everyone.
0: So that ties those two together in the Aramac and uh, Dingo Cups on the weekend. We've got cups of plenty at the moment, as we often say, our cups runneth over. It was Gimpy Master Cup Day Saturday.
2: Plenty of speed up front, it's at 400 metres to go. It's nine cigars and dare to share. They
1: share the lead together. Here comes the carpenter out wide makings run. Kobe Rocks is under pressure along the inside. Cappuccino's coming to the race, good enough. And a big gap there to Kenny Boy
2: making up ground. But he'll need to say so swing for home. The carpenter just in front. Kobe Rocks is trying to stay up like ground along the inside. Cappuccino down the outside. Good finish coming up. It's the
1: carpenter in front. Kobe Rocks and Cappuccino. The carpenter in front from Cappuccino down the outside. Side. Cappuccino, Cappuccino in the Gimpy Master Cup, beating
0: the Carpenter, Kobe Rocks did. Yes, the uh, Nolan Gimpy Master Cup on Saturday, taken out by the Jackie Crompton trained Cappuccino, written by Cecily Eaton. And Rob, if you don't mind, starting at $17, beating the Carpenter and the favourite Kobe Rocks.
3: Yeah, I found that pretty impressive, that price, uh, Tony, because I know there was a lot of confidence between in Kobe Rock's, uh, one of our previous speakers there, Andrew Watts, as a part owner, of course, and they're pretty confident <laughs> uh, about it going in. But it was sort of taken on a bit uh, in front and battled on very strongly under the 59 to be beaten a length and a half. But look at Cappuccino. This horse has run in a Battle of the Bush and a Country Cups final in 2022. Now a 10-year-old. But interestingly, it was his first run on the sand track um, at Gympie, so no drama and no drama about horses for courses with Cappuccino, such a proven competitor uh, for the Jackie Crompton stable. And Seth Eaton, Uh, which was great to see. She got a double on the day and, of course, the feature event, the Gympie Master Cup. And, uh, you know, she's travelled far and wide. Another one of the jockeys you heard, Chris MacGyver, being spoken about there with Dingo. I know he's headed out to Bluff uh, this weekend. So you've got these jockeys moving around and travelling around and really getting success. And great to see Cecily Eaton uh, get that winner there on the uh, weekend because uh, it was a strong meeting there at uh, Gympie on the weekend. And um, it kicked off with Greg Hayes training the winner Rashid, the pride of Dubai, uh, which has now had, when you talk about horses of courses, you'll listen to this, nine starts at the track, three wins and six minor, five minor placing. So another horse that does really like it, convincing winner over daytime martinis and uh, loud attraction. In race two, our little sister for Bo Gorman's uh, had two at the track for a win and a third, and Matthew Powell booted at home over Daunting Princess and uh, Logan's Blade. Um, and in race three, now I mentioned uh, Cess Eaton. I thought she had a double, but it may have only been the one winner. Uh, Pat Duff on the uh, target with Corey Sullivan. Uh, it was Cecily Eaton running second in that race on Master Drummer and she's a flyer into third. Um, it was having its first run at the track, but you come to a horse like True Tally for Malcolm Bailey and Shania Willis. Now, this young lady's had a, uh, a treble at Nanango and a winner at Gladstone in the past three weeks, so riding in peak of form. And this horse is another one with four wins and five minor placings out of 17 at the track, defeated uh, Late Night Devil and Fort Myer. And we mentioned, of course, Cappuccino uh, taking that race out over a horse that really does like the sand in the Carpenter. So that's a really good win for Cappuccino. I'm not sure what direction they'll head, but being having been a finalist in the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups back in 2022, don't be surprised that it's going to be targeted and aimed in a similar way um, for that uh, progression for Cappuccino. But congratulations, Sess Eaton and uh, Jackie Crompton with that good win in the Gympie Muster Cup, Tony. Next meeting for Gympie, I see on their
0: website, is Ladies' Day Saturday, September 16, and preparations, I'm sure, well underway for the BMW Accountants Gympie Cup Day, which is coming up Saturday, October 28. We've got more cups. Here's the Ben Bolt Cup at Bowen.
3: Home turn now, 5.50 to go. The pressure applied to Let's Talk A Deal just in front of Absolute Charmer. Forgiota's had a tough one. Pindara's Dream trying to clear the fence is getting into the open now and they were followed by Tempo and deeper out four mile lane and Rock and Soul coming down the extreme outside. It's Absolute Charmer at the 200 in front. Pindara's Dream, Higher Love comes at them quickly. Star Hatton's running on. It's Higher Love with 100 to go in front of Pindara's Dream and Star Hatton then Rock and Soul and getting up on the inside do well, legend. But higher love, higher love
0: gets in. That was a real. Uh, that was a race that really changed complexion over the last hundred metres or so. As you heard mm. Tony Wode uh, in the call there, with higher love beating Do Well Legend and Rock and Soul in the Bembol Cup at Bowen. And Rob, talking about the uh, the price of cappuccino at Gimpy. This was seven dollars the field, if you don't mind, in a field of ten there at Bowen on the weekend. Higher love starting at eight dollars.
3: Yeah, and uh, so great to hear Tony Wade uh, back fully in voice and an exciting finish, as you said. Yeah, that last 100 metres, there were plenty of chances in the Ben Bolt Cup. And they have a great, day. Great to see that grass track at Bowen. Of course, there seemed to be a range of activities uh, going on in that Bowen meeting and and good uh, feels across the board and uh, Frankie Edwards uh, getting that feature win there. But it was Scott Sheargold who picked up the double. I did did get this right. He did get a double. Uh, Scotty Sheargold, he kicked home for Georgie Holt and congratulations, she took out that Townsville uh, premiership or the region, the zone for that area with uh, the training honours in the past season. Uh, Cutest money also uh, going off there for Could uh, could You Do, the spirit of Boom five-year-old that defeated Good Girl and Silent Angel. so. Uh, the Holt stable kicking off in good fashion for the new season. And Scott then combined with Peter Cullen with lightheadedness, the pluck mare uh, that took out the benchmark 45 over the 1280, defeating RTB and L- uh, LVR. Uh, the meeting kicked off with uh, the uh, Tyrrell and Button satellite stable up that way with uh, less so, though Diamond. Uh, it'd come off at Mackay Race uh, at its last start. And I couldn't believe the odds of this one after running second at Mackay. At Started at $18 uh, according to the figures, although the betting figures in that market look pretty uh, interesting, Tony. They range from $7 to $45 as the runner up. Um, Spring's gift. I'm not sure if they're quite correct, but uh, if they were, well done if you picked the winner in that race, the Written Tycoon Mayor. And Gabby Simmons uh, booted that. Uh, winner home on the program, and uh, we mentioned Higher Love and John Mansman and brooke Johnson. Well, there's that name. We, you you outlined uh, brooke Johnson's sequence of wins. I think last week, Tony, and uh, this horse had come off a second at Richmond uh, behind Factory Warrior. So moves into the grass back at uh, Bowen and Valley of Dreams at seven dollars. Get up over Brad and Golden Athena, but. Boy, Brooke Johnson's certainly having a, a tremendous uh, run of success, isn't she, uh, with the sequence of wins of late?
0: Yeah, she's been racking up wins plenty, and, uh, yeah, certainly one of the rising stars, as we said, like uh, with the likes of Nikki Olzard and uh, Shania Willis and a couple of others that are certainly coming through and shining at the moment. Uh, but at Mount Isa, it was a case of uh, yeah, back to what we know. Uh, <laughs> if your name's not Dan Ballard, your name had to be Jason Herbert to win the race there on Saturday
3: exactly they raid the program and i was about to lead in with saying well we know these young ones coming through but uh look at the the proven jockeys out there and dan ballard look at that a treble on the day and jason hoop a double on the day and i see hoops uh, indicating he's off to emerald for the races on the weekend there i think he's still got a couple of races he uh, might be looking for mounts in but Dan Ballard and Tanya Parry. Well, there's the other name, of course, in the northwest. Uh, Tanya getting a double and Sean Roy's a double. And uh, Tanya and Dan kicked off with Great I Am. The uh, Muller's Arm seven-year-old has been in the money lately and uh, got up a strong win over Stormwater and Zoo Fire. And then, Dan produced a a good ride with Jay Morris on uh, Cuban Affair. Now this is an interesting horse, two from two for the stable for the Rubik and it started odds on and won convincingly over Bella the Hunter and Mersey Girl so uh, Cuban Affair looks like it's uh, a promising performer for the Jay Morris stable and Dan then had to wait till the cutest maiden plate race four on the program when he combined with Tanya Parry with uh, Orcus, the tappet six-year-old gelding. There was another tappet somewhere in the weekend that won as well, an American uh, horse. Uh, Defeated Don't Stop Laughing and Adishan. Uh, but as we said at the top there that uh, he and Jason rode the program and uh, Jason combined with Sean Roy's with Zuma Rata. Well, what a horse this has been for the Sean Roy's stable. Um, he had his maiden win at Townsville back in December. Uh, he's a six-year-old by Zusta. Uh He's now had another six wins since then, and he defeated uh, Factory Warrior, got up over Factory Warrior Mopar, and that was in the Open Handicap. And then uh, Jason combined with uh, Sean Royce with Golden 80 uh, that won at Ingham in mid July. Now out there, it's an ex Manserman runner, as is the runner up Devil and Craig Lee the third place getter. Devil's been in good form. He's had two wins in a row and he's run second on the weekend. Uh, but uh, Golden 80 produced the goods at the second run for the stable there but uh, your name is Dan Ballard or uh, Jason Hooper you ride the program out at Mount Isa and of course straight away Dan Ballard puts himself well and truly on that jockey's premiership Tony but uh, the other meeting of course your hometown uh, came up at Roma on the weekend, and here's a jockey's name that you don't hear too often in terms of trebles with Shannon Apthorpe, and combined with Ben Waldron to produce his treble with Peshwa in the open handicap.
1: 600 metres to go on that back turn. Unrestricted in front leads a half length away Taqueray. A length and a half back to Peshawar getting away from the rails and Salazar still there out three wide about seven or eight back to Mount Shark and three back to Tycoon. Zip at the tail. These three come away at the 350 metre mark. It's White Taqueray the inside of Peshawar and Salazar still coming down the centre of the track. White tackeray in front. Peshawar coming. Salazar still there. Peshawar. Could it be a treble for the Waldron camp? It is. Peshwa wins. A linked and a half to White Tackeray Colours lowered for the first time at Bassett Park. And about three quarters...
0: Yes, it was the Ben Waldron and Shannon Atthorpe show at uh, the St John's School race day at Roma on Saturday. Rob, each of them posted a treble on the six race card on the sand at Bassett Park and they combined for the first win of the day with Ransbury Bullets in the 1,000-meter Class B downing the Wayne Baker duo of Club Roller and Parapark Park makeup. Uh, and it really set the pattern for racing for much of the day. Shannon Appthorpe sat behind the early pace on the mare before coming to the outside on the home turn and, and sprinting away in the straight. I'll tell you more about Peshawar shortly uh, and also where uh, Peter Flynn mentioned in the call there about uh, Waitakere having his carless lowered on the track but a trainer that's uh, certainly uh, speaking of Waitakere, a trainer that's been making regular raids on uh, Roma Racing of late is uh, Leonard Bourne from Chilla Chile. He that winning run with Dynamic Verse taking out the second event with Shannon Apthorpe's second win forward the day in the 1,000 metre open. Uh, Lens, one that's never shied from travelling his team and Dynamic Verse has been to Bundaberg, Rockhampton, Emerald, Wanda as well as Roma since the spree gelding joined the stable and again Shannon Apthorpe found himself at the tail of the field on jumping away but quickly made up ground to uh, move away in the straight and win handsomely by three quarters of a length from High Costa and Coins Road running third there. The second victory of the day for trainer Ben Waldron came up in race three. Real hussy in the 1,200-metre benchmark 60. Beats Heat from the Lenmourne stable by a half length and Shane Iverson's childhood visitor Bionic running third. Interesting story with Real Hussey, formerly with Julian Heinrich on the Gold Coast. This free gelding brought up his first win on his home track in four appearances and again a similar racing pattern to the first couple of races of the day but this time it was apprentice Jacob Golden who made the move at around the 400 metre mark from home and had to come from the tail of the field wide on the home turn to round up the early leaders and win running away. Heat's been something of a Roma track specialist like Tackeray since joining uh, Leonard Maughan, uh from Brent Kavanagh's yard when owner Jack Kavanagh sent him north from Scone in New South Wales. I remember reporting on uh, heats uh, with a couple of his previous runs there at Roma and he's had two wins and a fourth from three runs on the sand there at Bassett Park as well as a fourth placing a couple of Fridays back at Ipswich when he was beaten less than a length by Rex Lips Shatterproof. Len Morn seems to have found the key to Heath, uh, keeping him to that 1,200. He's won uh, over an 800 sprint, but that was on a heavy eight at Coffs Harbour, which was probably more like a a 1,000 metre uh, run that day. And he's also won over 1,600 at Gatton. But he might just be one of those horses, Rob, that maybe six furlongs is his go and maybe being on the sand is his go as well.
3: Yeah, that horses for courses on the, uh, the sand surfaces and that flowed on when Wayne Baker produced a consistent horse in Bindango because he's had four starts at the uh, track for a win in three minor placings. Yeah, nice to see Wayne's
0: perseverance with Bindango rewarded after those placings and then breaking through for his maiden victory on Saturday. And it was a similar racing pattern to what happened with the, uh, the early couple of races, this time apprentice Tamara Noble taking Bindango to the outside to challenge for the lead about 700 from home and then got a winning lead in the home straight, beating Rogue Artist from the Leonard Mourn Stable uh, and Stable Mate to the winner, being Fortunate, running third. And then the race you heard there, Peshwa, win number three for both jockey and trainer, with Shannon Apthorpe and Ben Waldron combining, taking out the 1640-metre Open Handicap and here defeating the track specialist in Waitakere, as well as the St George Cup winner in Salazar and in a similar racing pattern shannon had the gray sitting handy behind the early leaders made a move at around the 400 meter mark and duked it out with the toowoomba visitor white i think i said before it was trained by len Morn, but no white is not trained by paul edwards uh, who doesn't mind traveling his horses as i'll tell you about shortly but uh, going back to peshwa we love seeing a flashy gray don't we i don't know what it is about gray horses but This flashy grey was previously with Robbie Griffiths and Matthew De Cockdown in Victoria before joining Ben Waldron's stable and now he's won twice from three starts for Ben. Uh, his first was actually in a Class 1 on Mungandai Cup Day last month and just to go on a little side note, I've always been fascinated by Mungandai. We talk about the tracks in Queensland, Rob, that race the reverse way of going to what most of the tracks do. There's only four and we talk about it every year when we get around to things like Birdsville and Baduri and things like that. But Mungandai is quite unique in itself because the town straddles the Queensland-New South Wales border right on the Barwon River and the racetrack's on the southern side of town. So it actually races under the umbrella or the auspices of Racing New South Wales. Ah. And according to Wikipedia, uh, at the 2016 census, Mungandai had a population of 601 on the New South Wales side and 146 (laughs) on the Queensland side of the border. I don't know if it's changed much in the last seven years, but I found that quite fascinating. When you look at, yeah, is right there on the border and you get a lot of uh, Queensland representation when their Cup Day comes around once a year at the beginning of July, but because the track is on that side of town and the whole town has a New South Wales postcode, that's why uh, Ben Waldron can claim that
3: as an interstate win. Exactly right, and thank goodness we had Pep. Webster on the other week. He taught me how to pronounce Mungindi correctly as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the day finished off with uh, Toowoomba visitor Our Spider taking out the 1640 metre Benchmark 65. Apprentice Landon Sykes and Toowoomba trainer Paul Edwards combi- combining here. And Paul's been clocking up plenty of miles lately taking Our Spider and his stable mates Roots and Rocks and Waitakere. Uh, they've been on the roads to Longreach, Mudderborough, Bundaberg and yeah. Gympie and it was quite a patient ride from Landon. Uh, with a, what do they say, an old head on young shoulders. He brought mm-hmm. our spider wide on the home turn to run down the Lorry in the last 50 metres and won by a half a length. And Jackerberry Finn running a neck away in third. So really did have a pattern to racing there on the day. Good crowd out for the St John's race day with the, uh, the school having their major PF fundraiser for the day. And the next meeting for Roma, a little bit of a gap before we get back to Bassett Park. Uh, the Club Hotel Roma Cup meeting coming up on Saturday, November 18, will be a bumper seven or eight race tab card, depending on nominations. $23,000 in prize money up for grabs. And once again, Rome is playing host to the last qualifying races for the 2023 Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede Series, putting the final pieces of the jigsaw together for those finals coming up on George Moore Stakes Day in December. And one other little note, that if I can just throw in, being the media man for Roma Turf Club, uh, memberships close off this Friday for the 2023-24 memberships. If you don't get one by this the end of this week, you may have to wait until next year to sign up for your membership, which means you'll miss out
3: on the cheap way of getting in for Roma Cup Day coming up in November. Wonderful report on your hometown there of Roma, Tony. And, yeah, and I mentioned Tappet, that stallion, he did get another winner. It was Peshwa out at mm. Roma. And I. I also just see the nominations came through, Tony. Um, Batuta with 49, but there is extended nominations there on the Class B, only the two at this particular time. And I'm just not sure why on the way down to Birdsville there aren't more nominations with that particular meeting, but uh, good to see they have 49. But look at the nominations for Warra coming in for a five event program uh, there are something like 72 nominations for warra a once a year country meeting great to see Uh, and that'll be the uh, the meetings that we'll be focusing on next week and of course if you've got any stories i'll be interested to hear what's his version of the flying to batuta and back uh, next week on his first trip down there Uh, it's a great uh, area for the town of uh, one pub and that's it and you've got Mount Leonard Station where they look after you. But there'll be great racing. Isn't it good, Tony? You can report on Roma like you do because of the vision that comes through of all the racing in country Queensland, allows us to actually see the races and what's actually happening and the stories behind them. I'll be back next week, of course, to report. Email me at barkersnews.com.au. Any details, any stories coming out of country racing, and uh, look forward to it next week, Tony. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to
0: Rob Luck, Scott Power and Andrew Watts for joining us on Bushbeat this week. Good luck to the clubs racing this weekend, the non-tab meetings at Batuta for their big cup program at the start of the River Circuit, Bluff for their cup and Newmarket program on Saturday, Warra Cup Day Saturday and, of course, racing at Mount Isa and Cairns as well with the big tab card to round off the car- Cairns Jockey Club Carnival there with the Red Burree Hotel Cairns Cup along with the Tree Guineas and the Lightning coming up this Saturday. And we'll be back next Tuesday to report on that and a whole heap more here on Bushbeat.